We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it! Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am here, as always, with the stunned Rohan Kadi. Again, another pod with just one topic in mind. Trader John is added again. The Bucks acquire P.J. Tucker after I went on the radio. I went on Eurostep, other podcasts saying, I don't know about P.J. Tucker. I think he's washed. I should have known that would ultimately result in the Bucks trading for him in a fascinating deal. And also another trade happens with Tory Craig. But first, Rohan, how's it going? I am clearly flabbergasted right now, uh, <laughs> completely forgetting how we how we do what we do here on the Eurostep. Uh, so yeah, uh, this this sort of came out of nowhere, right? I think the craziest part. I mean, the Bucks. Are, I, I'm getting in the zone to watch Bucks Sixers, and thankfully something else happened because the the game is a mess. We're recording at halftime of Bucks Sixers. If you listen to this on the pod feed, um, they're down 14. It feels like they should be down 41. This is just wild, uh, bad game. But right before a tip, the Woj bomb comes that the Bucks are trading for P.J. Tucker. The complete trade, it seems, is D.J. Augustine and D.J. Wilson for P.J. Tucker and Rodion Karuks. And there's some interesting draft stuff moving around. Basically, Houston sends back the 2022 first that the Bucks had traded earlier that ended up in Houston as part of the James Harden trade. That pick comes back to Milwaukee. The 2023 Bucks pick goes to Houston, and the Rockets get the right to, meaning they certainly will, swap their own 2021 second 
for the Bucks 2021 first. So we're going to get into exactly what that means for draft picks. It's very confusing. Milwaukee also sends Torrey Craig to the Suns for probably nothing, seemingly just to open up the space. It Let's go. Nothing. That is confirmed nothing. Have they said what nothing it is? I know it's not a player. Uh, prob- I'd assume a protected second rounder. That's basically so, yeah, nothing. Either, either cash or a fake pick, probably. Yeah. It's okay. basically, here's Torrey Craig. Have fun. Let's let's leave Tory Craig off for now. I think obviously PJ Tucker is the bigger news. Um, I, we've got some comments in the chat. We're definitely going to get to. We want to hear from some folks later on as well. But Rohan, what's your initial reaction to first the Bucks actually being the one to get PJ Tucker, one of the more touted available players this time of the year, and the actual deal itself? Well, my first thought legitimately my first thought maxwell summed it up perfectly horse stock is going up <laughs> I, I agree with you I, I think it's a positive move despite not even being that high on pj tucker it, it's definitely a positive move it took me a while to get there i should i say a while it's been like an hour uh, <laughs> but uh i i basically had to talk myself through this like okay what's going on here how am i what lens am i supposed to view this through and i ended up liking it. i actually i do like this trade it's wild to me. I think you had a tweet about this that Milwaukee seemingly seems to end up every single year in the mix for a player who you don't really think they will, especially with who they're competing against. Yeah, uh, in in a bidding war, uh, it all started with uh, Nico. So, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, don't invoke his name right after they trade for another stretchy four or five. Please don't don't put that on PJ Tucker. I mean, that's that's the second thing I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. They always try to get a player of this archetype, and it, it never seems to work out. But hopefully, this time, um, I agree Fourth that times if, the, third time's the charm. <laughs> exactly. Fourth, if you want to count uh, Pow as well, but that feels like a different thing. Um, I think, you know, I, I've been vocal. I, I don't buy that PJ Tucker is going to suddenly become the guy he was in 2018 again. I, I don't think that's happening. But it's not a stretch to say he's probably going to be. I don't. I think. I think almost certainly going to be more useful than DJ Augustine or DJ Wilson. Like it's a low bar, but I mean that's kind of indisputable, right? It really is, especially considering the reports uh, coming out initially about Milwaukee's interest in P.J. Tucker and sort of the discussions they were having is that, oh, you need to include Dante. And that was never a real possibility for Milwaukee. And we discussed this on previous episodes where it it's not good asset management realistically to, or just good value whatsoever to give up Dante for P.J. Tucker. So once that those sort of reports came out, I was like, OK, maybe they're out of this. Not they're they're not. I think the I think uh the competing teams around the league for PJ Tucker's services sort of realize, okay, this value is not as much as we had thought. So basically the Bucks found themselves in it again. I don't think anyone was willing to give anything. I think it turned into a situation kind of like the Blake Griffin thing and where it seems like the Andre Drummond thing is going, where all the quote unquote interested teams are like we're interested if you buy him out and we can sign him for vet minimum and it costs us nothing. It feels to me that's what was happening with PJ Tucker because again, the Bucks honestly, like this trade in itself, just looking at just this deal feels to me like a great trade. I mean, so they basically push back the first that they owed the Rockets, which like really who cares? That's that's a non-needle moving thing for me. The the stuff with this year's first, I think it's actually beneficial because the Bucks get another tradable asset out of it that's better than anything they had. That's I don't the think they the, do. 
What do you mean? No, they do. Trust the the Houston pick. Oh yes, yes. People are wrong about the bonus first. They don't have another first to trade right now. That's over. But because they traded specifically with Houston, and because Houston had the Bucks pick to do all this other stuff, so they push back owing from 2022 to 2023. Whatever. That doesn't matter. They can't trade those first. They couldn't trade those first before either. But they get Houston second this year in exchange for their first this year. They couldn't have traded their first before this. Houston second is. You could argue to most teams who are going to be picking late, like most contending type teams, maybe just anybody, a very high second is almost better than a very low first because the salary structure is so much different. It's so much cheaper to sign the player you pick. I mean, Houston's been God awful. They lost 17 straight games coming into tonight. I believe they will pick like 32, 33. The Bucks will pick like 24th, maybe 23rd, 25th, something like that. So it's 10 spots. But the the contract you have to give out to first rounders, there's not much flexibility there, whereas the second round pick is much more affordable. Also, they can trade it right away. There's no Stepien rule for second round picks. So the Bucks go from not having any first to trade. That's still true. But now they have this premium second round pick that Horst can use whenever he wants, whether it's this deadline or on draft day, like in the offseason. Plus, you basically swap out a player who was massively derided, DJ Augustine, and a guy who didn't play in DJ Wilson for PJ Tucker, who at least has theoretical upside and Karuks, who I hope they get rid of. Cause um, absolutely off court stuff is awful. Yes. I, he's got a domestic assault charge. I get it. Get, get him out of here. Get him out of yeah. here. But PJ Tucker is like, could at least be useful. And that's probably more than you could say about DJ Augustine or DJ Wilson. And this pick is going to open stuff up for another potential move, whether it's now or on draft day. So do the do the Rockets have to invoke the swap already for that to be possible? I oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure because exactly I don't know if you works. can trade. I don't I don't know if you can trade the rights to a swap. Oh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't I haven't gotten any pushback. I floated that idea to some league ish folks. Um, yeah, I don't know that. That's a good question. We'll have to dig into that as well. But. I mean, even if they can't on draft day, they'll have a better asset than they or they have a yeah, roughly. They could similar definitely asset. do it on draft day. Yeah, I'm, just, um, I'm. I'm not sure. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. That's a that's a great question. I don't know how. So, so much is conditional now. There's like 15 conditional things about these picks. Um, but yeah, we'll dig into that and see what's going on with that. Maybe they can if they have a. Who knows? Who knows? But I think even if you ignore the picks part, getting PJ Tucker for. I, I just, I don't think a lot. It, this felt like a very, very cheap. I mean, you could say another aspect of this, something that's been brought up quite a lot. Wait, can, that I, DJ, can I say it? I th- yeah, I think, I think you're going to yeah. get what I was about to say. It's say a it. salary dump yeah. that you get the upside of PJ Tucker. Yeah, that DJ Augustine contract was looking pretty stinky. <laughs> the contract that I loved when they signed it, it did not look good almost all of this year. Maybe even all of this year. I mean, his good games weren't that freaking good. And the guy is old and small. So yeah, I think uh, getting off DJ Augustine was something that felt impossible before now to get the upside of PJ Tucker. Plus I, the, the pick compensation is just so little. I mean, this is going to get reported. I'm sure like the drew trade did as like the bucks give up two first round picks for PJ Tucker. It's just simply not the case. They get a first back for one of the first and they get a high second for the other one. Like, they move back a year and down like 10 picks to get PJ Tucker and get off DJ Augustine. And I see uh, Justin just said in the chat, 
you can keep the pick and just use it on a player who's going to be that affordable. I mean, I think it's easy to go to Malcolm Brogdon there, <laughs> which would be great. Probably shouldn't expect that much, but I mean, anytime you can get a top 40 guy on your board on a contract like that, that's usually something good you want to do, especially on a team with these multiple huge contracts. Yeah, especially Justin said it's it's a very uh, deep draft, which I've I've heard the same thing. I'm not a big draft guy, but I know that this year's class is actually going to be a good class. Uh, so a valuable second rounder is actually it's it's a very good asset. This is a good asset. It is. It this is, is a it's good like, trade. It's a good trade. I think it's unquestionably a good trade. Um, I think getting off of DJ Augustine now, and I saw Jeremy floated in the chat. Is Augustine still viable as a backup PG? I think so. I think, yeah, I think sort of, um, this year, at least that's, that's the thing that I think it makes it a home run is that you had to worry about what it was going to be like a year or two from now. Um, yeah, the app did just update. I saw Jacob pointed that out. I had to update before I could launch the room. Um, but I I think this year, I mean, viable. Sure. Again, it's like, there's always concern about playing him in the playoffs that I think was shared by a lot of people just because of his defensive liabilities, but I think they can replace him pretty easily personally. Yeah, I, it's you can replace his production on such better value. Yeah, like a minimum. I think I think a minimum, and I know that's something that people want to hear about is buyout options at point guard. I don't know if I have any point guard buyout options top of mind. I, I've already seen Jeremy Lin suggested, and I've seen that idea almost made fun of. I wouldn't hate that at all. I thought I he was pretty good in the bubble. A, that's a pretty good idea, honestly. I think Jeremy Lin right now is probably going to add roughly as much as DJ Augustine. And yeah, that's for vet min- for a prorated vet minimum as opposed to a three-year MLE deal. Maxwell says Reggie Jackson, please no. I mean, for vet men, I guess. I don't I don't think the Clippers would get rid of him. I think the Clippers Maybe. want to get rid of him. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think the Bucks would. Tra- is he on a minimum deal now or is he still on a real deal? He's probably on a I minimum, think, right? I think he's on like a fake-ish deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think Reggie Jackson's very good. Um, I, I think I'd almost prefer Jeremy Lin to that. What's funny is the two-way thing, the con- the controversy, I, I like to pronounce that word wrong on purpose, of Miles Powell disappearing and Axel Tupan becoming the two-way guy makes even less sense now. Like you or, would think. What? Or Miles Powell is going to get a real deal. Oh, you don't really think that's going to happen, do you? It might. I don't think so. It might. Why not? They have they have two open spots. They're going to have to use at least one of them in the next week or so. They could still pull off a trade to add someone that way. But I think it's a lot more likely that they go after a vet. And if anything, I guess the one way that would make sense is if someone like Diakite gets signed and then they have a two-way to use. I don't yeah. think you signed Miles Powell to a roster spot on this team. I mean, he's just so unproven. I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't fair. love it. I, that's not what they need. I mean, they need someone to play real minutes at this point. Yeah. Also, Reggie Jackson is on a minimum deal. He's on a okay. So, and he could get cut. He could get traded. He could. The Bucks could just trade for someone in the whatever right now. Um, that would be a, a low lift move for them. But Kyle Lowry, <laughs> a Kyle Lowry bot to the Bucks would be the best roster move of my lifetime and i know greatest thing for my brand as well i i just think that the impact of one adding kyle lowry and having the best group of five in the league and two kyle lowry buying out his contract with the toronto raptors to come play for the milwaukee bucks for almost nothing 
would just be the – I don't even want to think about it because I'm going to get too excited. Um, Justin asks, any chance P.J. Tucker starts and Dante moves to the bench? I don't think so. Um, and he says uh, we could use backup guard depth. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't see Dante coming off the starting five for this personally. I, and I also think P.J. hasn't played in a while. And there was a question earlier if he's hurt. I think he was uh, hurt by how bad the Rockets were playing, and, and that's why he was sitting out. Um, which we're seeing more and more in the league these days. But uh, I, I think they're going to bring PJ off the bench. But I think we had that the closing five pod we did, we released today. We're kind of kind going to have to redo that one now, I think. Um, I think that's the more interesting combo with PJ Tucker, personally. Yeah, it's realistically, is he, do you trade for him to be your uh, small small ball four or five in your closing lineup? Which I think totally. you, you, yeah. that's what you are trading for him. I think no question. That's what, that's the, I mean, that's what we ended the pod, right? We said, I guess that part held up pretty true. Their need was that player, someone who could do that, whether it was Ariza who uh, went to Miami earlier today or Otto Porter Jr. was the dream that never really felt like it was a realistic dream. (laughs) Now that would be something. Um, But I think the Bucks signaled that they felt the same way and that's why they went and got PJ Tucker. So I don't think he starts, but I do think they're at least going to mess with him closing games. I mean, that's that's his his role as being that four, small 4-5 four, who supposedly can stretch the floor. I will say, I know you can pull up all the clips of me ragging on P.J. Tucker. I think I admit it. There's a chance that people are right, right? Like that he does look better on a better team and he tries harder and all this. Also, I mean, for sure, yeah. Definitely there's a chance of that. There's the It's the Nick Batum. I think that's what it's called yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great comp. Nick Batum looked like he was out of the league, and then suddenly he's like starting games for the Clippers. He's been that good. That's a really good comp. But I, and I just think in addition to like trying harder, the spacing is also going to be way better for Tucker here than it was in uh, in Houston, which is probably yeah, obvious. Especially, yeah, ever since ever since Harden finagled his way out of there, it's just been like, okay, we're, we're a dead team, and I don't want to be here anymore, sort of. Uh, shouts to Eric Bledsoe. Um, but yeah, just he—it <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like he was sort of mailing it in a little bit, and maybe he's not. Maybe he's just washed. I guess we're gonna find out. But you get you you get to find out if he's washed or not for no charge, realistically. I I'm, you could you could make the case that it's just like a straight up win, even if PJ is not not good. You could it's a you could say hey they got off DJ's contract and they got a tradable pick. Yeah. And, and probably what what will end up, I think, being a more useful pick for them long term. Now that now that it was pointed out in the chat, I do think that like using the second rounder also just makes a ton of sense because the Bucks obviously are going to have cap constraints for the rest of the honest era, barring some sort of unpredictable, probably impossible teardown. If you can get you know a similar prospect, but for much cheaper, that's that's always going to be a win. For sure, for sure. Uh, PJ Tucker, Justin says, was also the KD stopper in Houston. Fair. It's always useful to have more of those, man. Yeah, he was they also didn't. supposed to be the LeBron stopper in the famous NBA paint thing. But <laughs> that's a, one of the best memes ever. Please stop. No. Okay. <laughs> I love that meme. Um, but no, I, I think uh, jokes aside, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna clamp uh, KD or LeBron, but like a better option on those guys than Chris Middleton is as a four. I mean, that's what we talked about in the last pod, right? Like they don't. That's that's the question mark is like a four who can defend fours capably 
rebound a little bit and hit threes. And that's the one thing PJ Tucker can do that not really anybody else besides Giannis, who is like playing the five in this scenario, can do on the team. That that's what he adds. That's the skill set they really wanted. Um, it also gives uh, it also gives Milwaukee a player that they missed out on with the departure of Wes Matthews in a guy you can just put on someone that's not one of your big three. Yeah, just another. I mean, the the defensive potential of lineups with him, Giannis, and Drew Holiday with Dante roving around is like super high. I mean, yeah. I, I saw the like Miami yeah. Clamps lineup was circulating, but the Bucks now have a pretty good version of that. Yeah, for sure. We were talking uh, on the episode that dropped today about how if we put Bobby at the in the closing lineup, that's the one defensive liability, right? Yeah. That's gone. Uh, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now the closing, the, the presumed closing lineup, if Brooks not out there, is Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, Giannis. I mean, we ragged a little bit on Chris's defense, but Chris is your worst defender. You could do a lot worse than that. I mean, the Bucks were doing a lot worse than that. Um, so that that's much better. And then, I mean, you can look at different lineups with Brooke out there as well. I don't think we're going to see a ton of, of Brooke and PJ together. Um, I, I know Luke's, Luke was wondering in the chat here, what do you think the big rotation looks like now with PJ added? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. I think the interesting question is going to be like, just, are we, are, is Pat going to play a different role now? Is I mean, I, I almost want to not talk about the Gnosis because he's playing like eight minutes a game. So I don't even know if it's like worthy of discussion. I would imagine we might see him less. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be interested myself to see how the big rotation looks. I'm really excited to see what happens with real like Bobby Portis. Oh yeah, that's a terrific point too. More, more just, of a five now, maybe. Yeah, you're gonna see. We're probably gonna end up seeing less lineups with Bobby and Giannis, even though we didn't really see those all that much to begin with. But you see him more as a five, and then PJ Tucker as your backup four, and so you rarely will see like jumbo, super jumbo lineups with like Brooke, Giannis, uh, PJ, and uh, and Bobby. It also big begs the question. Is this setting up another Brook Lopez trade, like a separate one? 
I don't know. I was thinking. I was thinking about that too. I don't. Now it's kind of. Now it's kind of. There's a log jam. Is there? I I think PJ Tucker and Bobby Porter's could play together pretty well. Yeah, but do you really want that? I don't know. I don't. Not. I don't. I don't necessarily not want. This is going to be weird. Yeah, I think the the answer for how do you think the big rotation is going to look? It's going to be. It's going to be, it's like everything else with the Bucks this year. I think it's going to be a work in progress. I would agree. I think they're a little more versatile now. They can play I, different styles. Yeah. Figuring out the ways that Brooke Lopez, Giannis, PJ Tucker, and Bobby Portis all fit together is going to be fascinating because I think, I think Bobby actually becomes more important after this trade, despite the positional overlap, just because like they need some shot creators on that second unit with DJ. I mean, DJ Augustine for all his war, it's like, was at least shooting, like he would open up some passes. He was becoming a little bit more effective. I think they're going to need the bench to to carry that load a little bit better. I mean, Bryn Forbes just has one mode, and it's shoot. Like they need some more versatile players on offense. I think Bobby Portis is going to be even more important on that bench. Like you're not adding P.J. Tucker to create shots. You're adding him to finish shots. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of Bobby still. I think the question is going to be like, how do you – balance slash stagger slash group the four primary bigs now and I, it kind of stinks pat condon's got to scale down a little bit I, I think i like him better as a three four than like a two three but he's gonna they're gonna have to work to not put him in terrible defensive uh covers when he's out there because i think this does make his life a little bit harder but i think that's just kind of the risk you take when you go and add a a more established and, and versatile stretch four. Yeah, this is I I'm very excited to see how this plays out. I'm very excited. The <laughs> I just I just don't know where to start in terms of lineups. I don't know how they're going to figure this out. I really don't. But they have time. They have half the season. Yeah, so the Bucks can now so I saw there was a question about cap dealing this is from Frank Madden at Frank at F Madden NBA, excuse me. Dealing Craig without taking a player back means Bucks can now sign two buyout guys and stay under both the tax and hard cap. I Dang. think I I know right. I think there's more. I think they technically have more trade flexibility, but honestly, I'm gonna have to dig into that further because these cap numbers can be confusing. I I don't know if there's. I gotta look at their exceptions too. I'm not sure exactly what they. I think mean. they have a little more room under the like more flexibility under the apron than they did earlier. For they sure. definitely have that. They definitely have yeah. that. Um, there was a question I want to address about this forces Middleton to be more aggressive from Jeremy. Probably. I think mixed results, bad results so far tonight. Not a not a very good game. A pretty bad game for Chris Middleton so far. Um, I think it, it's going to. I think it's going to force, especially in the meantime, you know, as we as he just turns the ball over. Um, especially in the meantime, as we wait to see, there's going to be some sort of a point guard added. I, I have no doubt of that. But there's going to be a few games here like tonight where there's, you know, you're in that in between of DJ Augustine still packing his bags and the new guy hasn't showed up yet. The big three guys in particular, but really everybody are going to have to carry more load during that process. And we'll see going forward. You don't know how good the point guard replacement is going to be, whether it's Jeremy Lin or someone else. I do think this should lead to even more control of the offense from Chris Drew and Giannis, which Probably should have been the goal anyway. Uh, DJ Augustine wasn't exactly a world beater, but this could end up being a silver lining if it makes them do that more and, and they actually pull it off. 
Yeah, I think they, they're doubling down on what they sought out to do this offseason, which is get more top-heavy. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And they're they're just doing that again. They're getting <laughs> they're getting rid of DJ Augustine and I guess DJ Wilson, who wasn't contributing at all, uh, to get another player who they hope can really contribute to this team. So they're sacrificing a little bit of depth again for more power, realistically. And I think that's that's a bet that usually pays off because it 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 works. That's the formula, right? That's the formula for postseason success is like depth doesn't matter as much because you're just going to be playing your top guys anyway. So if you have better top guys, that gives you more chance of success. I think that's what they're going for here. You need like realistically, probably the magic number is eight, eight guys who can rely on to play real playoff minutes. I think that's probably the magic formula for most great teams. So obviously you start with three Dante DiVincenzo, P.J. Tucker, you hope, is one of those guys. Brooke Lopez, you hope, remains one of those guys. You're at six before you talk about Brent Forbes or whoever else. So I think certainly closer. But now it's funny how the conversation shifts from that finding that stretch four to finding that backup point guard. Because that clearly is the position of need now. Yeah, no question about it. They they definitely need a backup point guard because currently it's Bryn Forbes. Yeah, he's a he's a shoot guard. He he in he's every just, possible he's sense of the he, word, he he's a shoot. shoot. <laughs> yeah, that is not very uh, well tonight. Not very well at all. Um, should we talk about the Tory Craig aspect of this, or do you have anything more on PJ? I, th- I think we're just gonna have to wait and see how he plays. But I think overall, it's kind of a no lose trade. PJ Tucker's a buck. PJ Tucker, a Milwaukee buck. Fun. That is interesting. That's 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 my buzzword tonight. That's all I'm going to say. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be like, real interesting. I picture you like rubbing a beard thoughtfully, like interesting. Yes, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Tory Craig. I kind of hinted at this uh, throughout the year, <laughs> where it's like sort of he's probably not going to be here at the trade deadline because he's going to be, you know, probably requested a trade. I'd assume. I'd assume he requested a trade. That's not going to be reported or anything. We call that the Thon Maker. That was public, though. No, I know. Yeah, but yes, the Thon Maker. The guy who wasn't playing, he just sort of wants out. And sure, whatever. It's fine. Now we don't have to worry about Tory Craig anymore. Honestly, that's a win. Yeah, it was almost like I didn't even want to talk. We've gone over this. I didn't even want to talk about him because like, the up, there's no upside if he's just not going to play. And that's where the Bucks were at. And I think... You can dig into that process if you really want. I know I'm certainly there's going to be folks mad. I, I still I'm going to wait to press the cheap button super hard until we see that everything shakes out and exactly what happens all over. But at the end of the day, it's a guy they signed with the minimum. He didn't. I, I don't think he fit super well with the team. I think there was some flashes, but overall, I don't think like in his minutes, I wasn't like, oh my god, this guy needs to be their seventh man. And they got off of him for probably free. It's like, when you look at it that way, I don't think it's it's an important thing. And if it lets them use a roster spot in a way that could help more, not saying they will, but theoretically could, I guess not really. I mean, it could end up being beneficial if it's someone who can offer more upside. Although I find it a little hard to believe they'll find two players that good on the buyout market, which they'd need to do, obviously, to use the extra roster spot now. But possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I think we're just going to need to see how the buyout market shakes out. And that's going to come in the next like week or so 
where near the trade trade deadline, pardon me, and after the trade deadline, like that's really when this roster is going to get filled out. Is buyout market or a guy like Jeremy Lin? You said that now, and I'm very intrigued. I would I would absolutely take a big swing on Jeremy Lin. Yeah, why not? I I don't see the I don't see the harm. He like you said, he played really well in the bubble in the G League bubble. So why not? Why not give it a shot? Exactly. Um, and I, I, now I think I'm going to have to dig back and look more into these uh, the G League bubble and see who else played well there. Uh, younger players as well. Um, there's been some questions about stocks. So trades mean everyone cashes out. Um, I don't think this is a huge... I don't, none of us got saddled because DJ Augustine clawed his way back up to one. So um, I sell four shares of DJ Augustine at one. You sell your one share of DJ Wilson for three. Um, and I believe, is that it? Did you, did we move all our other stocks of those two? I think, or did I buy? Oh no, you had a Craig. You had a, you had a Tory Craig. Yeah. So that's five. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had a DJ Augustine for one. So that just cancels. So yeah. Um, the stock moves are low impact here. Um, nothing, no crazy investments on any of those players lately. Oh my goodness. Someone just went for a wild Duncan, Dwight Howard in this game. Um, (laughs) I was just like. Just audacious. I, he got found, and he's like, "Oh boy!" Sorry, we're, <laughs> we're live reacting to this game now. Um, yeah, um, somehow still just a twelve point game. But um, so as he Sam pointed out, Karuks is expiring if they don't want to resign. I, I hope he never shows up. Get, yeah, get him out just of here. don't don't show up to the facility. Yeah, um, no, no real interest there. I don't think there's really any upside as a player. We'll see. I, I'm not certainly would not look forward to having to root for him if if he does end up being. Oh, I wouldn't but, root for him. Well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Rooting for the team he's on, I wouldn't look forward Fair. to that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, like, I'm not going to assume anyone's actually going to show up until they do. Outside of PJ, I'm pretty sure he's coming. But uh, it reminds me of, remember when the Miritich trade first got announced and it was the Stanley Johnson trade? And it was oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, this is gross. Like, There's no way I want to trade Thon for Stanimal. Um So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what all happens here. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a wild ride. The Bucks. This is just a it's a yearly tradition at this point, making trades that we don't think they're going to. It's what they do, man. Yeah, somehow Trader John. He, I'll say this: John Horst. He goes for it. He definitely goes for it. He and, hasn't hit yet, aside from Drew, but he goes for it. He's got some more hitting to do in that case, or in that situation. Yeah, he's he. There's still moves to be made. Like, there's still a lot of. I'm glad I invested so much in Horst. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's it's looking good right you, now. We'll see. You were clowning me, Ty. I know I was. Well, I mean, you had you had a problem with how how often you were investing in Horst, but uh, it's looking like the solution for you is just going to be more Horst. Um, if anyone wants to sound off on this, share your thoughts, ask any questions, feel free to in locker room here. Put in a speaker request. Uh, we'll let some some folks get on the floor if they want to, but I think I guess um, my my one other takeaway here is I just I think it's good. I mean I feel like I'm gonna be worried about the salary dump aspects. You never love to see that, but I think the mentality of just going for it and finding a way to make a move happen when you have prime Giannis Antetokounmpo locked up, that's always how you should operate. And it's like. There should be no complacency just because he signed his deal. Like that should be the opposite of what happens. You should no, try harder yeah. every year. You should go for it. That's what hindered uh, the Cavs in their last season with LeBron. It's like, oh, you're leaving, so we're not going to mortgage our entire future. Ha, huh, mortgage, quick and loans arena. Uh, but 
<laughs> they they that, know they what... know full well from the top how damaging a bad mortgage can be. Damaging? Did you say? Oh, I didn't. That was now awful. I didn't. I'm so sorry. No, I like that. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, that's what that's what hindered them from making like a trade with that uh, that Brooklyn pick. So now Giannis is signed. So you have you have full reign to go for it. Just go for it. And they are. They're definitely going for it. I can't believe. I just can't believe they're getting PJ Tucker after all of my consternation. I think I used that word last pod too. But oh my goodness, Pat Connaughton. Um, all my consternation. Oh, the jumping worked. The jump is now you know you know the season's going crazy if Pat Connaughton's jumping worked. Yeah, I think I'm like you know a what second or two behind you. <laughs> um my undisclosed uh technology. Never mind. Um what do you think the rotation is gonna look like? Um it's going to involve players that aren't on the team yet. So okay, I guess we can just talk front court, right? Players so, or player? Probably player. I think player. I'm 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 envisioning one more impactful addition, and that's all. Yeah, realistically, it's going to be that backup point guard slot. That's really going to be the only spot where they realistically can add a player who's going to be impactful. Uh, yeah. And even the chances of that, like being super impactful, are like let's be honest, it's low. It's a low chance because you're dealing with buyout players, right? Or unless you're making another trade. I'm not going to put any, you know, I was going to, I was going to fix my mouth and say, I don't, I don't see a trade happening at this point, but that's what we said before. And what happened? It's, they're truly the NBA version of the saints. Like the, the, none of the rules are real. I mean, the fact this trade was just like throwing the Stepian rule in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, it was. When I saw that you could, have we ever seen a trade like this before where you can swap rounds? I don't think I don't think we've ever really seen. I didn't think that was legal. Well, and I really I'm I'm pretty positive the only reason that this trade was even with that was legal was because they got their own first back. Like there was no team they could have done this construct with besides Houston, which is just like truly some wild stuff. I I don't like the Bucks. They've made their salary cap missteps in the past, and it's been well documented. But they know how to. Put protections and stuff on picks for sure. <laughs> they squeeze every last tradable asset out of those. Like I draft swear, picks. they've traded like seven picks in five years. Well, what's funny is this one pick just keeps like moving around back and forth. This isn't the first time they've traded for yeah, it. Yeah, it went. It went to wait. Like the Cleveland pick that they sent in the George Hill trade in the John Henson dump and Delhi dump went to went to Brooklyn, which went to Houston, which is now back in Milwaukee. It's like I, it's chaotic. I, I don't. It's it's fun tracking these picks, though. I'll say that. I, a like couple the, years a couple years ago, I went and looked who the Nets picked with the picks the Bucks traded to get Jason Kidd. Thankfully, no one good. Okay, good. Yeah, that would have been that would have been brutal if it was a an OG Powell situation. Why'd you have to bring that up? I know I'm the or worst. oh or what if they trade for Norm Powell? Brooke for Norm Powell. Yes, that kind of has to be it, right? The Raptors. I mean, the for the salary slot. I mean, the Bucks are really now. This is something we've talked about before. They just don't have that many tradable salaries. Now it's like you know, Giannis, Chris, Drew, who aren't moving. Brook Lopez at twelve million. You probably assume PJ Tucker's not getting traded. DJ Augustine was next at like six and a half ish. 
DJ Wilson was up there at four and a half. Like they're running out of guys at this point. Now the trades are getting hard because you're literally running out of players to package to make the salaries work. But I'm still not going to say the Bucks can't do it. Um, I mean, wow, Trade NBA is already updated. Is it really? Shots to Trade yeah. NBA. Well, we were talking about how if they wanted to make an impactful trade, Brooke Lopez would need to be traded. Well, that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, that ended up not being the case whatsoever. Pat Cotton also updated about $5 million. Uh Maxwell, what's up? Hi, first time, long time. Yes, uh, yes, true yes, fan, true fan of the thank show, you. Max. What's up? Uh, it's kind of an outlandish question, but hypothetically, if Giannis didn't resign and the Bucks did want to trade him right now, who do you think they would get for him? Oh my goodness, that is that is outlandish. Luckily, I haven't had to think about this in a while. Yeah, this is thankfully not a depressing question anymore. Yeah, I think you've you've got to imagine similar to what the the Harden trade was. Probably no, better. I was, I was thinking AD trade. Yeah, uh, I don't know. See, the difference, it depends. Well, you know what the difference is? You know what, what ultimately decides it is like his inclination to resign or not. I think yeah. if, if, he, if yeah. he doesn't weigh in at all, which Giannis probably wouldn't, it's probably closer to the Harden trade where it's like the, the players are like, eh, but you get like a lot of picks that probably are going to be terrible. If he's like, yeah, I'll resign there, then it's the AD trade where it's like all the picks you can trade and all the young players that, that matter on the roster. Yeah, realistically, you, you're getting – I think you'd even get more than what they got for AD. Like Giannis would be the most valuable asset of all time. Well, the issue is you just you run into a ceiling on what teams can realistically trade. Yeah, well, we're also seeing teams trade uh, rights to swap rounds in the draft, so anything's possible. <laughs> okay, good point. Good point. Um, I yeah. I, I hope I'm knocking on wood right now. I hope this doesn't come back to bite Milwaukee because that, that definitely seems illegal. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. They'll just take a second. We don't care about those. They'll just take the second away. Uh, we're used to that. What's up, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good man, how are you? Good, good. So super excited for this. Uh, super excited for this trade. I think PJ Tucker is going to be great. The question I have when I'm thinking about the rotation is: Do you guys think Chris Middleton? When I view him, I almost view him as a four now, mm-hmm. more than a two or a three. So do we? So I guess is PJ Tucker going to take some of those minutes? What do you guys think? It's a good question too. I, I think Chris is just going to be a three now. Yeah, Chris is just a three. You're gonna have if you're going with those super small lineups, which is what it would be with Chris at the four. It's now Chris at the three. So you move a little bigger, but you also maintain the flexibility of those lineups, which is why PJ Tucker is such like he was such a coveted player is because he brings such versatility to you to your small ball lineups, and that's why that's why I think Chris going to the three is fine, and it, it'll actually work out better. Yeah, and I think really, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of flexibility and stuff, and there's going to be more switching, I think, now. There'll certainly be more switching now, which is a positive. Um, But I think now you got, you know, you're going to see mixing at the four and five. It's hard to say who's going to be exactly where, except Brooke's going to be a five only. That's that's always for sure the case. The other three guys could be, you could kind of reverse them around. But I think PJ, Giannis, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez – will all be four or fives when they're out there in all of their minutes, except if there's like some crazy line. Giannis might play a dabble at three. So yeah, I think you'll see Chris 
90% of the time at the three and then probably like 10% of the time at the two. I don't see much room for him to play the four once PJ arrives. I mean, maybe in the interim he does, but I, I think once PJ's here and playing, I don't think we see Chris at the four anymore, which I'm okay with. You can kind of hide him a little bit. His defense hasn't been stellar this year. All right. Thanks guys. No, that that's great. I think, I think, I think overall the, for the amount we're giving up, I honestly, if you told me, would, would I prefer the 27th, 28th pick, hopefully if the Bucks finish strong or the 32nd, 33rd pick, I would take that. I would just do that trade straight up. So I think yeah. overall this trade's definitely a win. So excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they were playing. I mean, I guess the game's getting a little closer now. It'd be nice if they were playing better basketball right now too, but I guess that shows you why they needed to add a PJ Tucker, but yeah, point guard, definitely going to be a, a position of need now for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I think it's, it's nice. Like I said earlier, thankfully they, they pulled this off this, I think objectively good trade uh, while putting up that absolute first half stinker. Um yeah, I think the, the problem always with PJ, like when we were discussing it, is the value is going to be too high. And like, no, at this value, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's and, the, and the added benefit, I mean, we talked about adding more buyout guys or potentially a trade. I think the big deal with the 14th, now 14th and 15th spots is now the Bucks aren't playing catch up on the buyout. I mean, I tweeted this today, but like they were never going to get Trevor Ariza before this move. Because they couldn't really trade for him. I don't think you want to give up Brooke Lopez to add a guy who's been on the couch for a year. And in the buyout market, they would have to sit out and wait the first like couple weeks of it probably because they wouldn't have been able to sign anyone until April 7th or 8th. And now that restriction is gone. They're going to be able to, they can sign someone right now. So I think that's huge too. It makes you a bigger player in the buyout market. Like I think Brooklyn is still going to be very alluring to these guys, but at least now the Bucks don't have to be like, don't sign with the Nets and sit around and wait for a little while until we're able to sign you. I think it's a, it's a much better case of them being able to really make a splash in that market. Yeah, especially at the guard spot. Because let's say you're a Brooklyn or something. Oh, nice job, Pat. Okay. Pat Condon with a, a huge play. Five-point game here. We're going to have to wrap some It is, it is, it is St. Patrick's Day. So, Oh, my goodness. Pat Condon and buzzer beater. Book it. If that happened, I might just I might have a heart attack. Uh, I don't think we've ever done two emergency pods in one day before, but we probably have to. We wouldn't have to because I wouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. But the content would be great. Oh, the content would be fire. It, it'd be worthy cause. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're convincing a guard to sign with the Bucks now because you need to, you can get someone who's like, okay, you're actually going to be valuable. Like if you go to Brooklyn you're going to be playing behind Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Like there's a two bona fide guards that are just always going to be there. They're going to be playing a lot of minutes. They're going to be taking a lot of the offense. You're not getting really a role here. Now you can be a solid backup in Milwaukee. That's, That's a, a great it's, point. Yeah. It's, it's a decent pitch. Yeah. The pitch goes from, you know, we probably have a spot for you and you have to wait a week or so to, you could basically be our seventh man and, Please, please sign here and do that and handle the ball a lot on a really good team and pad your assist numbers because you're playing with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Yeah, I think suddenly the case for the buyout guys becomes a lot. I'm, I'm more excited about the buyout market now. That's for sure. Oh, for sure, because it's it's a need. <laughs> yeah. We need yeah. to, we need to have a good buyout market. Yeah, they uh, they have more ability and they desperately need to capitalize on it. Okay, let's let's throw some names out there. Like we've we've mentioned uh, Jeremy Lin, right? Yeah, uh, Reggie Jackson has come up. Kyle Lowry is probably unobtainable. Maybe, <laughs> probably get out of here. 
What? Well, well, um, probably is unattainable. Anything's possible, man. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. What other well, names could be out there? Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington could be a good shout. Wayne that could Ellington. be a trade too. Maybe maybe Karuks gets shipped somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's also a, there's also a point guard logjam in New York. There could be some shifting there. Hopefully not Alfred Payton. I was gonna maybe him or Rose, right? I'd prefer Rose over Payton. I guess. I, w- I wouldn't be excited about either of them. Yeah, let's let's skip over. That. I don't want to. I don't even want to yeah, think about I, this. Yeah, I, I don't want that. That was brutal. Um, um, <laughs> we both ummed at the same time. Uh, someone <laughs> I'm just said, uh, bio guys. No, I know. Uh, Sam says Isaiah Thomas, Shabazz no. Napier. You could Shabazz. Shabazz you could Napier. sell me on Shabazz. You could sell me on Shabazz. Isaiah Thomas, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Isaiah. Um, they buy out Rivers. Where's Where's Austin Rivers right now? New York. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah, he's on the Knicks. Oh, why do they I have believe. all these similar point guards? I don't know. Huh. That's what I'm saying. There is a logjam there. I would I would like that a lot. I think Austin yeah. Rivers is actually good. Yeah, he could be decent. He's just been putting up solid, you know, numbers in a, on a on a decent team. I can't even say a bad team anymore in the Knicks. Uh, yeah, he's on a he's, he's making three and a half mil on the Knicks this year. That would be a, I'd, I'd be intrigued by that too. I think. Wayne Ellington still makes a lot of sense. I think he's, you know, kind of a combo guard, but I don't know. I think he could, I think he'd probably better be better than Bryn Forbes. It's definitely better than Bryn Forbes at that position. I think probably it'd be better than DJ Augustine too, if they could wrangle him from Detroit. Yeah. Hey, uh, John Horace can hit up his Detroit pals. Cause they usually seem to, they seem to make some deals every now and then. That uh, is. So Laz, Laz, uh, Laz Jackson on Twitter said he would take, um, Jordan Wara for Delon Wright. How do you feel about that? Um, I'd rather not. But also, like that's just me falling in love with the Bucks young core that's shown nothing. Yeah, the like Jordan Wara realistically has proven nothing on an NBA court. He's been exciting. He's been fun. It's been yeah. fun to see a rookie on the court. <laughs> that's yeah, for sure. But the, the real mean. issue there is the salaries. I don't that that one just becomes super hard with this deal. Yeah, it's it's just it's not like fiscally possible realistically. Yeah, Wright makes nine million dollars. The closest below PJ Tucker is Pat at five. I don't even know if I'm all that interested in that. Probably probably just to uh, to move around positions a little bit, but it would have to be Pat and someone else. Pat doesn't even make enough to trade for him straight up. So then you're like you you can't really trade three for one when you already have two open roster spots. Yeah, that's just that's getting too much. You'd have to sign like you'd have to convert Diakite, I think, to make salaries even work at that point. Yeah, I just I, I don't think that's happening. I think Ellington is a lot more realistic because I think he makes like two million dollars. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other names here, and it's it's kind of scaring me how sparse it is. Yeah, it felt like there were more options on the wing than there were on uh, at, at the ball handler spot. That's for sure. But you have to think that. They don't make this move if they don't have an idea of what's going to happen. I, yeah, I think something's coming. I think the risk of us doing this podcast now is we could learn right after we wrap, which would just be classic. But that they traded for Kyle Lowry. Oh my god, that would be. I don't even. I, I can't even think of an appropriate thing to say. What my reaction would be. Um, according to Trade NBA, Karuks for Ellington works. The Bucks take on just under eight hundred thousand of cap, and they get a much much better and more useful player. Um, yeah, I think I would like that if it was Karuks and 
a second, hopefully not the Houston second, but a second. That'd be a, I think that'd be a really smart move for Milwaukee. Also a, uh, a, a Phoenix media person. I will not say if they are reputable or not. So take this with a grain of salt. Is it? Um, okay. I'm not going to guess. I have no idea who it is. That's why I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely have never heard of this person before, but yeah. they, whatever they're reporting that it's cash considerations for Tory Craig. Okay. Hang well, the hopefully. banner. How they hang the bat, cash considerations on the roster. They flip Tory Craig for cash. What a what an inspiring move. I really hope there's something legit coming now because that is uh that is not great. Luke said the comeback is on boys. It sure is. Giannis at the line in a one oh point my game. Goodness. Yeah, we're all Wait. the way back. <laughs> Tie ball Wait game. A second, dude. Tie ball still... game. Okay. What a magic night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe. Eleven yeah. oh run right now. Oh they my tuned into the goodness. locker room. They tuned into the locker room. They got inspired. They learned that it wasn't the um, the amount of picks that people are reporting. I think the the second round pick juice is really what's swinging this game for the Bucks. I think word spread on the bench how nice that pick is going to be. Oh, oh, I won't say anything else. Don't just want to spoil it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So Giannis got the, the behind the back dime to Giannis in transition. People are going to be shocked to learn Ben Simmons is having trouble scoring in a crunch time of a basketball game. Let's let's run the outro. We got to we got to dedicate full watching to this right here. Okay, yes. So everyone who's listening to us live on Locker Room, thank you for joining us. Make sure to give us a follow on Locker Room. We're gonna yeah. we do all of our Buck Stock Radio every Sunday there, and you know when things sort of happen like this and uh, Bucks news sort of happens. We're probably going to hop right on locker room to do our emergency pod, so we can get this nice interaction that we've we've been getting here today. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure to leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Tell your all of your friends and family about the show. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.